we are in season two, episode two of the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. I'm Mike Taylor. And John Barrera. And we have a very special guest on today, uh, very well known around the area and for many reasons. The one and only Jeff Tallarico has joined us uh, on the podcast today. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Good, Mike. John, thanks for having me on today. Thank and you for coming. No worries. You know, we had Denny Foster on last week. I heard that. Great interview. Denny actually uh, talked about you a little bit and mentioned you in the podcast. So we figured we'd reach out to you. And, and, uh, and you know, the, the, the Small Business Network podcast, Kerrville Small Business Network podcast, is all about helping people if they are looking at starting a business or if they have a small business, even if they've been in business for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of thought about this as like a resource that people can go to for advice and what to do and what not to do when you're either starting your business or if, if you have a small business. And it doesn't matter if it's a year or two old or 20 or 30 years old, I'm sure you'll be able to find some good advice here. Absolutely. It's a, it's a place for uh, beginners and season to just trade information and stay current. Well, glad to help any way I can. And uh, so your name came up last week. <laughs> uh, see, John reached out to me and said, hey, Mike wants to interview you. And I said, oh, really, Mike Taylor? He said, yeah. And I said, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So here we go. Um, Jeff, how'd you get started? Started in what? Life? doing In, in business. In business. Let's see. Yes. I have, uh, it, it's hard to really explain what I do, but I am a professional salesperson. That's it. Okay. Period. I've been selling since I was 18 years old. I believe in it. I think that it is still the entrepreneurship of America. And if you really stop and think about it, everyone says, well, I'm not good at sales or I hate salesmen and nothing gets bought or sold in this country if it wasn't sold from the manufacturer to the retailer first. Right. Salespeople are a vital point of what goes on in this world. And in sales, there is a lot of money to be made along the way. There can be, but it's not always about the money, Mike. What I've looked at a long mm-hmm. time ago, it's about, the, it's about the relationship. It's about building a relationship with your client because you don't want to just be a one-time sale and be done. Right. It's the repeat business. It's the referrals. It's, it's building that lifelong relationship. I mean, I still have friends from you know, back when I sold cars. I mean, these, these people are still my friends, and I can tell you what they probably bought. If you, if you showed me who they were. I mean, I remember those things. That is awesome. Says a lot about his reputation. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, when you hear the name Jeff Tallarico, it is always a 100% good thing. Well, I'm, I'm glad because my dad told me one thing in life. The only thing you cannot ever come back from is spoiling your reputation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I try to keep a good one. Some people get a, um, when I first started and um, I was selling, some people get a bad vibe from salesmen. They see salesmen, they think of snake oil and, you know, what, what do you... Sure they do. And, and that all becomes a, a mental thing for you. As a salesperson, you have to overcome that. And I have never sold anything I didn't believe in. Let's put it that way. Because if you believe in what you're selling, you're not selling it. You are actually just helping somebody achieve what they're looking for because you have something to fulfill their need. Mm. And that's what marketing and sales is all about. Absolutely, 100%. Finding that what that person needs at that time and making it available to them for a for a price that they, you know, that is fair. It's fulfilling their needs. Absolutely. Right. And, and you know at the, at the end of the day, price is never really the the issue. People who sell by price can't sell by value. And that's that's extreme. I mean, that is you know, one thing with, I sell radio now, mm-hmm. you know, and one thing in radio is I've, I've pulled up, 
you have to have the right mindset to sell radio. It's air. Yeah, it is. It's air. And you have to have the right mindset to be able to sell it because you can price yourself out of the game and you can try to sell by low price. Oh, my rates are so low, but what is that doing for the client? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. No, we, we you had to sell results. You had to sell something that and and fulfill that sale at the same time and see it through. And when you start selling like that versus, oh, my rates are this price or, you know, I've got the cheapest rates in town or, or it, it, it doesn't. First of all, it's not fulfilling to to the, the, the client. They don't see the value in it Mm-mm. because you're selling selling it for cheap. But if you come up with a knockout advertising campaign that turns everybody's heads and you really put some thought into it and you really deliver on that, then there's value. If you can produce the value and show the client why this is different, they will pay you for that value. And, and I have been, no matter what I've sold in my life, that, that has always been the key. If you fulfill their need, that's providing the value, they will pay you for it. I mean, I spent oh, 16 years or so of my life in the car business yeah, and selling cars. My last four and a half years right here in town, I sold more cars at the dealership than anybody else did. I averaged 20 to 25 cars a month and it was great. It was repeat and referral business, but I fulfilled their needs and I didn't sell for invoice. I hate it. I mean, why, why would you give something away? There's a reason there's a price on the vehicle mm-hmm. and, right. if you, and if you fulfill that client's needs, they will pay you for that, you know? And, and then I, I move on in, in my life and I start a, a, a uh, consulting company, which I did really well and I still have, it's still going. Uh, in fact, I did some work consulting up here at this radio station way back when, and, and it works because you explain what value is. Okay. And, and, and consulting is just like selling radio. What are you selling? You're Yourself. selling the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to yeah. sell yourself Yeah, and you're selling the need that you're trying to fulfill for them. I was never the least expensive. I wasn't the most expensive, but I never sold on price. And, and I still do today when people say, well, I don't want to pay that for it. My first question is, okay, then what part of what I'm offering don't you want? So I believe that what I'm offering somebody has a set price to it. If they don't want to pay for that full set price, let's start peeling something away. And when you turn around and just start giving things away because they say that's too high, that's when you hurt yourself. It decreases your value? It absolutely does. And and who's to set what I'm worth other than me? Mm-hmm. Right, Exactly. Um, Mr. Talrico, I'm glad we had you on because we really haven't talked about sales too much. And when, when I started out, I didn't realize how big of an aspect sales was in, in owning and operating a small business. And when, when I started, I, I took no's very personally. And I, I took it to heart and I started to adapt a fear of um, door knocking, a fear of presenting my product, and a, f- a fear of failure. And what do you say to those people just starting out and they, they get the nose and they get that bad taste in their mouth and they, they, they want to stop? I use that as an example, and I'm glad you brought that up, John. No is in the sense you're talking about is N-O. The client is telling you no, they don't want the product. Yes, sir. I look at it a different way. The no that client is actually using is K-N-O-W. They don't know enough about what you're offering them to make an educated decision to purchase what you have. Boom. Mm. They don't know their options. Simple as that. Yeah. You have not fulfilled enough 
information for them to make an educated choice. We are all trained to respond to what people say. When you walk into a department store, what's the first thing they tell you? How can I help you? That's that's exactly it. They ask you that. How can I help you? Well, you can't. You don't know what I'm here for. Right. So if the first question they asked you was not even a question, they just said, welcome to XYZ company. Is there anything in particular you're looking for today? Changes the whole vernacular. It makes you respond. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So when you ask a different question, you get a different response. So you can boil down every objection to one thing. They don't know enough. Well, and when you present a product and, and, or, or you present your services, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to give to your future customer, and they automatically have this shield set up, do you, do you try to just show them or do you move on to your next prospect? Well, it, it depends. Did you build the rapport? There are steps to a sale. Okay, I wrote an article a long time ago called The Marriage Steps of Selling. And I, I liken the sales process to getting married. You have to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. You have to engage with somebody. You have to date them. You have to build yourself. And believe me, if you're married or have a girlfriend, you've sold yourself. So you can sell, especially like my wife. I sold her big time. That's, but, a, that's a, <laughs> a really good point. Yes. I mean, think about those first dates exactly yeah so so when you build a relationship with a client and you're going through these stages and you have the you have the ability at that point to ask them to marry you to engage to purchase your product it doesn't stop there once you're married you still have to love that person you still have to to relate with that person because the ultimate thing you don't want to happen you don't want the divorce right does that make sense you're selling yourself the whole time. You, well, you're not selling yourself anymore. You're, you're actually fulfilling. fulfilling a relationship. See, because when you have a relationship with somebody, John, you're not selling anything. I, I look at my clients. They're not clients. They are friends. I can tell you right now, we could probably pick up the call and, and pick up the phone, call any one of my clients, and they're going to tell you that we have a relationship outside of our business. These are the same people I see at Walmart or play softball with or you know, see somewhere in town. These are the people that have been invited to my daughter's weddings or, or we've gone to picnics together. We, we were going to go on a trip with one of my clients to Europe until COVID hit. That's a friendship. Wow. It's a lifestyle. It, 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 it is. It is. But if you can't build that solid core, you've not produced enough value. I, I don't think clients, if, if someone's coming to me and they're looking to buy on price, they're not going to fit what I want. Because I'll never be able to fulfill their desires. That's amazing. So let's say that somebody is coming to you to buy on price. How do you flip that? Or can you flip that? You, you can, but it's a longer process. And, and you really have to, first off, decide for yourself, do you want to take a client that you are going to have to resell every time they come in? Right. Because that's what happens. You know, just, I, I hate really saying it this way, but I have found over time that the clients that you can build the relationship with and are willing to pay you for your value will be your best advocates. The ones that beat you up on price are the ones will, they'll yeah. leave you and they'll never refer anybody to you. 
because they weren't that you didn't have that relationship and they were the most difficult the entire time yeah absolutely and and i find myself that way if i can get sold by somebody meaning they build a relationship i will become very loyal to that person but if it's someone that tells me an untruth or tells me that they can beat the other price and it's all on price forget right forget it it's just not worth it does that make sense yeah it it really does it reminds me of the 80 20 rule have you heard of the 80 20 rule (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um you know um 80 of your profits come from 20 percent of your 20 percent of what you're focusing on so if you're focusing on your your customers that you've had for a long period of time as opposed to somebody that is being very difficult and not focusing on quality instead of price, you know, you, you get more value out of your existing customers. Do you know it is less expensive to keep a customer than it is to find a new one? I've heard that too. So why on earth does every cable company out there offer new clients these real discounted rates and then keep raising their current clients and don't care when they leave? They've got it backwards. Yeah. AT&T, cell phones are the same way. AT&T, however, recently has woken up to that. If you'll notice their new ads, new people and existing clients get the same kind of deals. That's great. And it, it's surprising that it took them so long to figure that out. But And this may just be a marketing ploy. This may be something they're just trying yeah. for now. I don't know. But if they really caught on, AT&T, they will stay very successful in the cell phone business because of it just my thoughts i mean i dropped cable a long time ago i moved from one location to a new house and they said that you know well your old package was only to that address i'm like what i'm still your no and and it it infuriates me when you have bad customer service (laughs) right i i went through that i had to pay new installation fees and everything nuts it's nuts so you know in in sales i i believe that sales is the best career to have you can write your own ticket you can work when you want to work you only get paid for what you do you know, and you have options. Do you have any books you recommend to somebody struggling on sales? Well, well funny that you, that you say that. It's uh, I'm a big Zig Ziglar advocate, have been since I was 18 years old. Zig Ziglar made one comment that turned my life, I believe, towards the life that I live now. It says you can have anything you want in life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. Mm. Think wow. About that. that's, yeah, that's powerful. You know, and, and I, I'm a man of faith. I've been a man of faith for a long time, and I rely solely on what God says. It works, okay? There's, a, there's something called the Believer's Creed. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. I haven't, no. And every presentation I've ever given, whether it's to an audience of five or an audience of 500 or, or whatever, because I'm a speaker as well, you know, I start with this. Um, and it, it's real simple. It says, today is the first day of the rest of my life. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good, but what I do today is important because I'm exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever, leaving in its place something that I've traded. I want it to be gain and not loss, good and not evil, success and not failure, in order that I shall not regret the price that I have paid. So I will try just for today, for you never fail until you stop trying. That was amazing. Told you. What is it? What is that? Told called you again? it's good. <laughs> it's called the Believer's Creed. Give me your email when we're done, and I'll send you a copy okay. of it. I have it on my website. Yeah, it, um, you know it. I I just my girls were raised knowing that, 
And, you know, I have a a 25-year-old and a 30-year-old daughter that I think are fairly successful in life, but they were raised with this attitude that we can control it. You know, Norman Vincent Peale spoke positive mental attitude. That's what he preached from the pulpit. More people need to understand that, that if you think negative thoughts, Zig Ziglar would say it again, you know, negative in, garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. If you put positive in, clean, positive thoughts, that's what you that's what you portray in life that's what goes out in life and i and i think people need to understand that we i don't care what your situation i don't care who's in the election who wins who wins so what how does that affect you mm-hmm. on a personal level exactly how does that affect you it, it doesn't unless you dwell on it then it can affect you negatively absolutely but and, if you if you focus on you know what's right in front of you and and the people that you help and your family that's that's how you get ahead and and positivity comes instead of negativity dwelling on something that we really have no control over you know i i believe firmly in principles and values okay so in let's talk about my speaking company for a minute master's touch communication my tagline is providing value to the world one person at a time so if i have an audience of 200 and one person understood what i said that day and it changes their life i have fulfilled my mission does that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Gary V says that. I don't know if you heard of Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Coach? Yes, sir. The life yeah. life coach, Gary Vaynerchuk. He says that all the time. If I, if just, and he he tells the crowd, ninety nine point nine nine percent of you aren't going to do jack squat after today. Y'all are here at the seminar, and and that's okay. But one of you, one of you will, and and if that does happen, which it will. I, I've I've achieved my goal today. So. That, that's it, and I mean I've had that tagline for twenty years, and that's what I believe. And I, I do it in my interactions in my financial services company. I want people to understand the value of what we do, and that I want to be able to help them make a difference in their life. Why is that? You think though? What, why is it that human nature is? We know the right right path to take. We know what to do, but because we're flesh and we want to be in control. And we don't want to give up that control. And that might kind of tie into my my next question here is, what about your scariest clients? The scariest clients to go after. Should you go after those clients or how, how would you deal with that? Well, if they're men, I will tell you that they put their pants on the exact same way I do, one leg at a time. Why be afraid of somebody else? Yeah. I don't care who it, it is. It seems to me, and, and this is kind of me just throughout my career, and it doesn't matter what I'm selling, it's like the 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 clients that I have the most to gain with and that I can probably actually help the most are the ones that I'm the most terrified to go get. Mm-hmm. So are you looking at them as your big ticket, your elephant? Pretty much, out? yeah. Let me ask you a question. When you're playing baseball, how do you win games? base hits not home runs you get a lot of base hits you score a lot of runs yeah so the elephants are few and far between when you get them they're your home run and your grand slam but that didn't win the game it's all the singles all the little people that you helped those are the ones that will get you ahead i would rather have 250 clients that have lower and lower assets than have multi-million dollar clients that everybody else is trying to steal because that's what they're looking for good point that i mean that's that's my thought in life and it's it's i've been very successful to to this point 
And I don't think that's going to change. It, it's, you know, Mike Ditka said it. I love this one. Success isn't permanent and failure isn't fatal. So I already know, get up every day that this could all go away and it's okay because if I fail, it's not fatal. I'll get up and do it again. That's the beauty of, in my opinion, being a salesperson. We control how we react to what's around us. And anyone starting out in business needs to understand that. You know, Denny recommended a book last week, and I totally agree with him on that. I have that book. I've listened to that CD. It works. The Highest Calling is an incredible book. Anybody starting out in business, get it. It, it, is, a, it is a faith-based perspective, but you don't know that when you're reading it. But it is an awesome book. Anything by Maxwell. That's the stuff I teach. Max, John Maxwell is the best leadership guru I have seen you know, forever. Zig Ziglar was the best motivator that I have ever come across, you know, and I had the pleasure of meeting him and shaking hands with him. He was awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was probably 20 years ago. I had, uh, I'd done some training videos for a company called prime media up in Dallas and Ziglar was doing some work with them as well at the time. And he just happened to be there. I was a member of the national speakers association for six years. I mean, I met a lot of these big guys that everybody looks at Jeffrey Gittimer. He's written the sales Bible. He's an incredible guy to deal with. You know, there's a lot of that out there. It's just, they're just like us though. Okay. They're, they're just like you and me. And those are the true people that you want to follow. It's not the guys that think they're better than everybody else because those guys, they're going to have big fails. I, I truly believe that mm -hmm. it's, it's who can look at the maid or the custodian, or, you know, the service people and be respectful to them. That means they're doing what they preach. Absolutely. I know some guys on the circuit that treat those people like garbage. They're servants. And that's not what it's about. We right, are to right. be servants. Again, goes back to the, what, what do I have that I can share? That's the servant attitude. And a servant attitude makes you the best salesperson there is. It truly is. If you can't see John, he's just smiling over here. He doesn't oh even know what to gosh. say. I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm watching, um, like I pulled up on YouTube, you know, best because uh, I YouTube all the time. I learn a lot off YouTube. <clears throat> They're not paying me to say that, but I I, uh, <laughs> I feel like I pulled up, you know, best sales motivation. Like, like there should be background music, and then we should take clips of what he's saying <laughs> and make put them into the video. Yes, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, I can be hired for your next event. Just right? uh, let me know. And, um, this is one of our most valuable uh, podcasts that we've had. This has been a great season so far. I mean, as far as the just last week and then this week with Jeff and the knowledge and and you're doing exactly what you're talking about by coming on the podcast and sharing this with other people mm -hmm. and helping other people. That's true. I mean, you're you're practicing what you're talking about here and that's awesome. Well, that's again, that's what I'm here for. If if you can't be a resource for somebody, yeah. What good are you? I mean, I have people call me that just moved to Kerrville that might be a client or, or might be looking at making me a, or making me their advisor. And they call us, well, where do we get our haircut? Who do, you know, <laughs> who do we go to for a mechanic? Okay. And I sure don't get referral fees for doing this, but I send them to people that I have built relationships with that I know are trustworthy and loyal. That's what it's about. Yeah. And if, and if one of them ever has a bad report, they let me know. Because then I can call that person and say, what's the deal? 
I will pull somebody to the carpet, just like I would want someone to pull me to the carpet. Mm -hmm. It's not judging me. It's, hey, what happened here? You're actually helping them by letting them know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So when you were talking about surrounding yourself with better people, these people are doing the same thing, but with you. What do you mean? They're they're surrounding themselves with, with people like you. Well, you, you should. If you surround yourself with good people, you'll have good results. What do you think about um, getting negative people out of your life? That If you surround yourself with good people, you'll have good results. It's, it's just like I said with Ziegler. Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying get rid of all your friends if they're negative all the time. Try to help them through it. And there are some people that will turn around. There are some people that will make a change because they see it in you. But if you start with yourself, You'd be amazed the radius of people that you can. It's infect. a ripple effect. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's, a, there's a pastor up in Dallas named Tony Evans. I don't know if you've ever heard him. He talks about how to change the world. And you have to start with you because if you change you, then you can change your city or your community. If you change your community, then you can change your city. If you change your city, then you can change your county. If you change your county, then you can change your state. If you can change your state, then you can change your country. If you can change your country, then you can change the world. But it all starts with you. And if each and every one of us did that, think of that ripple ripple effect. But yeah. but but we live in a society that, as you said earlier, sales are looked down upon. We are we are slime. We are snakes. You know, I came out of the car business, the worst reputation in the world for salespeople. <laughs> Why did I sell so many cars? Why did I have so much repeat and referral business? Relationships. Okay. I mean, if I lost yeah. a deal, if I lost a deal to some other company or another person. I still followed up with that person that I lost and let them know that it's okay. Give me a shot on the next one because I guarantee you that other salesperson didn't even send them a thank you note. It's just a mindset. Do the right thing. He's blushing again. Now he's trying to understand it, folks. I think his mind's blown. I mean, this this has been a really good podcast today. Um, do you have any more questions for Jeff? Um, John? My last question is, um, what does it mean to you to be a businessman and a representative of Kerrville? Jeez. Now you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to look at myself as being a role model, but if you think back in history, in our country, the people that were role models to the youth were your business people. They were the bankers. They were salesmen. They were people that were successful where that person lived. And then all of a sudden, something shifted, and now we have sports figures that are our idols and our role models. I'm sorry. I see the actions of some of these sport figures. I don't want my children or my grandchildren looking at them Mm -mm. as a role model. Look at the person that's doing the right thing. Look at the person that's making correct choices in life. And it's not political. It's not, I'm not being spiritual with this. It's you either go with someone who's making all these billions of dollars because they can shoot a little ball through a hoop. Right. Or someone who's making a difference in their community. Which do you want to be? That's awesome. Um, Thank you for coming again.
No worries. Do you have any questions, Mike? What? I just uh, go ahead and and, and if, I, I think pretty much everybody listening to this podcast will probably kind of know who you are. Uh, go ahead and tell people what you do <laughs> because we haven't really talked about that and how you can help people. Um, I, <clears throat> I I build relationships, folks. That's what I do. Um, you know, I've got know, I've got a couple companies. And you just spent the last 30, 25 minutes telling us what you, what you do, but but you know um, what I mean. You know, it, it, I, I'm really not here to to promote my businesses. That's not what it's about. But you know, for those that know me, I'm a financial advisor. I own a small firm here in town. Uh, people can you know I help people with their finances, with their retirement, with financial planning. Uh, I also have a public speaking company, Masters Touch Communication. Uh, I was a member of the National Speakers Association for six years, and and I've rebranded that through COVID, and and I help people, train them, coach them on doing the right things. Um, I'm certified John Maxwell, so all of his stuff is available for me to uh, facilitate if someone wants a workshop done or if they want to do a mastermind group. I'm also certified as a business coach through them, so I can help people with coaching. And, and coaching is more than just their business. It's life. It is. Because yeah. if you can't get their life straight, their business will never be straight. You know? and, and, and now since I have so much time on my hands, um, I, I listen to a call of God, and we're actually launching a church on Sunday. So wow. <laughs> a church? Yeah. Here? It's awesome. Yeah. We are. Is that is so that on the hush hush or it's, no? It, it's called Transformation Church. Um, we're we're actually calling it pre launch services because we're not we're not to the capacity yet that we want to be to do a full scale launch. But we're, okay. we're starting services. Uh, we've been meeting in my house for a while. Some people are coming in, but we've got more people that want. So I rented a building and we're starting Sunday. Really? Do you have a Facebook page? Uh, we have a website. It's findtransformation.com. Findtransformation.com. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's on Facebook too. It's the same one on Facebook at fine transformation i think it is what it is uh so yeah that, that's it and congratulations thank you that's yeah uh, that's huge <laughs> yeah i i just think it's the next thing i mean i'm not leaving what i do for a living because i love what i do it's just me answering the call and how many other people can i help so now we're looking for it that's great <laughs> um yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Jam Broadcasting, for letting us use the 991 Mike FM studio to do this podcast. Uh, big shout out to Jam Broadcasting, and uh, thank you, Jeff, for coming in today. You're welcome. And Thanks being for part of the co- podcast, and and uh, he's still blushing. Look at this. I know. I mean, if you could see the smile, guys, John smiles from ear to ear, literally. This has really been a great half hour. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, You're awesome. Thanks for having us. And. Uh, All right, we'll be back next week with Episode 3, Season 2 of the Kerrville Small Business Network Podcast.